Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Shalom. Hotel. I want to welcome all of you to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio. Uh, of course, I am your host, Rami Il, Il Bay. And uh, tonight's subject will be the Yukub Hybrida Experiment. Myth or a reality? Now, before we get into the subject matter, we're going to quickly go over um, some announcements. The, the subject matter we're going to go over is pretty expansive, so I'm going to keep the announcements as brief as possible, um, and I'll probably do them twice throughout the show. Uh, we have you have. Um, Brother Ross Ben uh, coming into the Sacramento Territory. Uh, that is this Saturday, April 23rd, and Sunday, April 24th. The presentation uh, that he will be doing on Saturday is, well, let me see. Actually, I don't see the uh, presentation name for Sunday. But the both events are held at 4311 Attawa, 4311 A-T-T-A-W-A Avenue. The topic for Sunday, it says, the impact of the Earth's ley lines on humans. And if, if uh, you don't know who Brother uh, Rosbian is, you can um, find some, of, uh, some information about him on YouTube or simply by going uh, and doing a Google search, um, very prolific scholar. Um, I advise all those who can attend um, to definitely, you know, come on out and, um, you know, take advantage of the brother's uh, brother's knowledge. Again, that's at 4311 Attawa, and that's going. To, that's a event that's being put on by AABH. And you can, for more details, you can go to aabh.net or call. Eight seven seven four nine one two 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 four, and they will give you more information about that. Um, we also have uh, Dr. Aline Bay, Dr. Aline L. Bay, coming in uh, May the fourteenth, and he's going to come in, and uh, there's going to be a workshop. And that is Saturday again, May the 14th. And the, the uh, topic will be Understanding Cosmology and Zodiacal Science. And again, that's Saturday, May the 14th. And that's going to go from 12 to 4 p.m. And that's at the same um, location, 4311 Ottawa. And you can call uh, Brother Hakeem L. Bay for tickets. And his... Um, Mathematics is 916-599-6919, 916-599-6919. And then, again, this is for uh, Dr. Eileen L. Bay, and he is coming all the way from the uh, uh, North Carolina Territory, 
to do this. So I, I really advise all to support him. It's uh, being brought to you, of course, by Great Seal um, Order West Lethal and uh, being put on by the uh, Sacramento uh, Territory. Now, the seating is limited for the event. If you get your tickets by May 7th, the uh, purchase price is 30 notes. After May 7th, it's 35. So you definitely want to reach out to Brother Hakeem El Bay at 916-599-6919 for more information about that. And I will do the announcements for the different study groups um, at the end of the show. So we'll go ahead and jump right into um, tonight's subject. One of the reasons that um, we're going into this is because there's been a lot of a lot of questions about um, the hybrid experiments that some feel believe know produced what we today call the uh, Albion or the uh, Caucasian or the uh, Anglo-Saxon or the Aryan race. And some are under the um, belief of the theory of the what's called the out of Africa theory. And so because you have so much going, you know, so much going back and forth, you know, dealing with it, um, I thought it would be good for us to, you know, address the the, uh, the science. Now, in most cases, um, what my objective to do when you leave the show is for you put you in a position where you feel like you know and you uh, can then explain the information. Tonight's subject is extremely vast, and it's, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to understand. It's a lot to learn. And so I really ask that you um, get out pen and paper and write down things as we're going through them. And as we're going through things at the end of the show, I'm going to open the lines, and that's when we'll do a question and answer for this one. I'm going to actually read a lot of information to you. And the reason I'm going to do that, we're going to take it straight out of the books that actually treat or deal with the subject matter itself. So we're going to read out of certain books that we're going to read out of off of a couple of different websites um, that also deal with the subject matter. But then there's also going to be a need for you to make sure that you continue to uh, do some research on this subject. Because, again, if you have never looked into this, this subject matter, um, what this show will do is prepare you, propel you to an understanding that you need to continue to research it, and we're going to give you some great sources. One of the ways that these things in particular, in particular, this particular science is one of the most hidden sciences on the planet. So the subject matter is well hidden, um, and it's really not hidden, even in what we would say generally is uh, in plain sight. Although 
for those who know it's in plain sight, it's so well encoded that it takes a pretty good advanced degree of information or knowledge to decipher how things are given to you. A lot of the things that have happened on the planet are, are shrouded or given to you as mythology. And within mythology, there will be certain stories that they will reveal to you and you'll get them a lot of times when your children, they'll be your cartoons, or you'll have um, things such as Lion King or the, the new movie Jungle Book or Cinderella. You know, those type of things are how the information is given to you. But they're called fairy tales. But to those who are Gnostic, those who are uh, adepts, they can decipher the information, but the masses are generally so far away from understanding that or even having the know to know that you need to know it. So most people don't even feel a need to know the information, so they're never looking into um, what's given to them. It's just not necessary. So in, in dealing with this, um, subject, you're going to hear about uh, one of the most popular items will be the information coming from um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him. And he was one of the first to um, introduce the information mainstream-wise, we'll say. And he introduced it to the nation of Islam, and he spoke about uh, the progenitor of the uh, European or Anglo-Saxon race, being Yakub. And it was also understood and explained in those teachings that Yakub actually deals with Jacob in the Bibliotheliotext, or what is called the Bible and how there were two nations that she was carrying. And those two nations are given, you know, if you understand that story. And so that's when, during the time period, where it was really introduced to the masses, although the information had been held on the planet uh, for over 10, 15 20,000 years. So the information is not new. Now, the first thing I want to do is I want to introduce you to their, the, what's called melanin. And I'm sure most of you on the line know what melanin is. However, what most people may not know is that there are two types of melanin. You have what's called Fe-melanin, theo-melanin, and you have what's called eumelanin. Now, theo-melanin is spelled P-H-E-O-melanin, M-E-L-A-N-I-N, theo-melanin. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read the definition of what theo-melanin is. 
Phaeomelanin, melanin, a type of melanin found in red hair. It contains sulfur and is alkaline, so soluble. Elevated levels are found in the rufous type of alkalotanus albinism. It says compare eumelanin. The second definition says yellow to red-brown pigment produced by melanocytes. Eumelanin. Eumelanin, the most abundant type of human melanin, found in brown and black skin and hair, cross-linked polymers of 5,6-dehydroindolus, um, usually linked to proteins, levels or decreased in certain types of albinism. The second definition says eumelanin, black to brown pigment produced by melanin. Now, those definitions are slightly bland. However, they give you an outline of the two types of of melanin that that exist on the planet. Phaeomelanin, as it said, has a sulfur base. So you need to keep that in mind. Phaeomelanin has sulfur in it, which means it's acidic. Sulfur is acid. Okay. It produces the ruddy, ruddy, red phenotype. Eumelanin is the swarthy, dark brown tawny or solution that produces your dark features, i.e. dark skin, hair follicles, eyes, things of that nature. Now, Europeans or more properly, Albions, Anglo-Saxons, have theomelon. And they, con- they contain slight amounts of eumelanin in some cases. In some cases, they contain slight amounts of eumelanin. If they have brown hair and brown eyes, then they have slight amounts of eumelanin. The only way to produce anything dark is to have eumelanin. So when you see the um, blonde hair, blue eyes with the fuzzy fuzzy, uh, uh, blonde hair, and nothing brown on them, that person, 9.9 out of 10 times, does not have any amount of eumelanin. Now, phaeomelanin and eumelanin 
scientifically, or I should say phenomelanin scientifically, has, does not come from eumelanin. So phenomelanin is not produced by eumelanin. That is extremely important to understand. It's extremely important to understand that phenomelanin does not produce eumelanin. Eumelanin only produces eumelanin. Eumelanin does not produce something acidic, sulfur-based. That does not exist in the natural human kingdom. Now, I'm going to, with, with that base set, and I want you to really understand and pay attention to those parts, okay? And I'm going to read an article. And the article, you can find it, it is National Geographic. And the article is called Neanderthals, Humans, Interbred, First Solid DNA Evidence. Neanderthals, comma, humans, interbred, first solid DNA evidence. Now, I'm going to read the entirety of the article. Uh, only slowing down when I get to um, the necessary parts. It says, most of us have some Neanderthal genes study finds. A Neanderthal female reconstructed based on both fossil anatomy and DNA, DNA. The next time you're tempted to call some of uh, some old from Neanderthal, you might want to take a look in the mirror. According to new DNA study, most humans have a little Neanderthal in them, at least 1% to 4% of a person's genetic makeup. The study uncovered the first solid genetic evidence that modern humans, now pay attention to that word modern, modern humans or homo sapiens interbred with their Neanderthal neighbors who mysteriously died about 30,000 years ago. What's more, the Neanderthal modern human mating apparently took place in the Middle East shortly after modern humans had left Africa, not in Europe, as had long been suspected. We can now say that in all probability there was a gene flow from Neanderthals to modern humans, led, led study author Ed Green of the University of California, Santa Cruz, said in a prepared statement. That's no surprise to anthropologist Eric Trent. Uh, Trinkus, whose skeleton-based claims of the modern human interbreeding previously contradicted with DNA evidence appears to have been vindicated by the new gene study to be published tomorrow in the Journal of Science. They finally seen the light because it has been obvious to many of us that this happened, says Trinkus of Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, who hasn't, who wasn't a part
Excuse me. Who wasn't a part of the new study? Trinkets asked that most living humans probably have much more Neanderthal DNA than the new study suggests. One to four percent is truly a minimal, Trinkets added. But is it 10 percent, 20 percent? I have no idea. Surprising spot for Neanderthal human mating. The genetic study team reached their conclusion after comparing the genomes of five living humans from China, France, Papua New Guinea, Southern Africa, and Western Africa against available rough draft of Neanderthal genomes. The results show that Neanderthal DNA is 99.7% identical to modern, modern human DNA versus, for example, 98.8% for modern humans and chimps, according to the study. In addition, all modern ethnic groups, and I want you to hear this, key in on this phrase, what they're about to say. In addition, all modern ethnic groups, in addition, all modern ethnic groups other than Africans, carry traces of Neanderthal DNA in their genomes, the study says. I'm going to read that again. In addition, all modern ethnic groups other than Africans carry traces of Neanderthal DNA in their genomes, the study says, which at first puzzled the scientists. Though no fossil evidence has been found for Neanderthal and modern humans coexisting in Africa, Neanderthals, like modern humans, are thought to have arisen on the planet. If you told an archaeologist that you found evidence of gene exchange between Neanderthals and modern humans and asked them to guess which living population it was found in, most would say Europeans because they, there's well-documented archaeological evidence that they lived side by side for 7,000 years, said study team member David Rice. For another thing, Neanderthals never lived in China or Papua New Guinea in the Pacific region or of Melanesia, according to archaeological records. But the fact that Chinese and Melanesians are so closely related to Neanderthals as Europeans, said Wright, a population geneticist at Bryce Institute of MIT and Harvard University. Neanderthal human one-night stand. So how did modern humans with Neanderthal DNA end up in Asia and Melanesia? Neanderthals, the study says, probably mixed with early Homo sapiens just after they left Africa, but before Homo sapiens split into different ethnic groups and scattered around the globe. The first opportunity for interbreeding probably occurred about 60,000 years ago in Middle Eastern regions adjacent to Africa, where archaeological evidence shows the two species overlap for a time, the team said. And it wouldn't have taken much mating to make an impact, according to study co-author Rice. The results could stem from a Neanderthal modern human one-night stand for from thousands of interspecies assassinations, or assassinations, he said. More DNA evidence for Neanderthal human mating. The new study isn't alone in finding genetic hints of Homo sapiens. Now, while I'm reading this, I am I want to encourage someone to tell me what's wrong with this story. I just want someone to push one, and when I go back to the line, if someone's there, I just want to hear what's wrong with this story. 
I want someone to use some common sense and tell me what's wrong with the story. The new study is alone in finding genetic hints of homeostasis and thonis interbreeding. Genetic anthropologist Jerry Long, who calls the science study very exciting, co-authored a new, not yet published study that found DNA evidence of interbreeding. Between early modern humans and inter-archaic human species, though it's not clear which, he presented his team findings in a meeting of the American Association of Physical Anthropologists in Albuquerque, New Mexico last month. Long team, Long's teams reached its conclusion after searching the genomes of hundreds of modern humans, modern humans for significant signatures of different evolutionary processes and DNA variations. Like the new science paper, Long's study speculates that interbreeding occurred just after our species had left Africa, but Long's study did not include analysis of Neanderthal genome. At the time, we, we started to, I never imagined I'd ever see an empirical confirmation of it, said Long, referring to the science team's Neanderthal DNA evidence, so I'm pretty happy to see it. And that, again, is from the National Geographic. Now, no one's on the line to tell me why, what was the problem with that study. So I, I will just um, go into the problem with it myself. What this study is saying, the, the first thing that I hope that you all heard is the fact that they said that based on scientific research that Africans, Africans, do not have traces of Neanderthal DNA. Now, that's important to understand because remember that this has been their claim, you know, and so on and so forth. So their study in the National Geographic has finally admitted that actually they're the ones with the DNA of the Neanderthal. And we're not. And I want you to understand now, we just discussed the, the melanin. And now we're talking about the fact that we don't have this DNA. Okay, I think we have someone, 510-932, area code 510, exchange is 932. Islam. Peace. Lamar, what's going on, Romeo? All is well. All is well. How's it more? Yeah, so uh, my question is, um, so has are they the, the exact same as the, I guess, ancient Neanderthal, or are they mixed in? When you say they, uh, explain what you mean. Caucasian, Caucasoid, European. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so... No, and we're going to go into that. So I'm going to leave that question because we're we're going to go into answering that with the information. So instead of me giving my breakdown, I'm going to let the information give its breakdown so that people can hear it clearly instead of me voicing what I already know uh, because okay, that question okay. is about to be answered in just a second. Um, All right, I got a few more questions, so I'm going to come back to you. Okay, okay. We're gonna, I'm going to do the questions probably like the last 30 minutes. All right. Islam. So the issue with the story is that what they're what they're attempting to get you to believe is that our ancestors, okay, 
that there's an isolated group of our ancestors that left. Now, these were fully functional men, men and women. And they want you to believe that as they migrated into a different part of Africa that is now known as the Middle East, that they seen these creatures, okay, because we're talking about Neanderthal. So they want us to believe that they seen these creatures. And again, these were, would have been fully functional Asiatic, African, Moorish people who left, and this is the story, who left out of Al-Kebaline or Africa, went into a different part of the world, or what they're going to call the Middle East now, and seen these creatures and had sex with them. They want you to believe that fully functional people saw creatures and found them attractive and had sex with them. And that is how Europeans were created. This is what they're attempting to get you to buy into. Okay? So that is how they're coming with that story. So we were supposed to have migrated, ran into these beasts, and said, hmm, they're attractive. Let me procreate with them. And that that is the story of how they want you to believe Europeans came about. Okay, we have uh, area code 91, I mean, excuse me, 510-932 exchange. Area code 510-932 Islam. Islam. Yeah, my first problem with that is uh, even today you have uh, the indigenous Africans over there. They have a hard time breeding, I guess, the modern Caucasian to this day. They have to take drugs to the suppress our immune system in order to actually breed with the modern Europeans. So going back into ancient times, if we were to breed with them, it would be impossible because we were, I guess you would say, pure, like you said, modern, like uh, pure Moors back then. Indeed. So this is what Again, this is the story. So, and I just want everyone to, I'm going to hit you uh, back on mute right quick. Um, I just want everyone to understand that this is the story that they just gave you. So now I'm going to read quite a bit of uh, a document, the Yakub Experiment, Okay. And then we're going to get into some other information that is also um, a part of what you're going to term your so-called secret societies and so on and so forth. And we'll get into other stories of creation. So I want you to follow along and listen as I go through, um, go through this. And, again, write down the information uh, that you want to ask a question about or discuss. Because I'm going to um, have the questions come in probably the last 30 to 40 minutes so that we can deal with the subject 
and have a conversation about it. Whereas for now, we're going to read out the documents that are dealing with the subject that people may not have come in contact with. It says, the history of your coup, knowledge is power. Being without it is most detrimental to oneself. Wisdom is the creator itself. Those who despise wisdom and instructions are fools. Proverbs 1-7, the Christian Bible. Furthermore, one should aspire to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, Proverbs 1-2. With those thoughts bear in mind that the history of the Moorish nation and all the related subjects have not been taught since 1863 here in North America. They have been eliminated from the public libraries and the curriculum of all institutions of higher learning, high schools, colleagues, uh, colleges, excuse me, universities of the USA and abroad of the European society. And unfortunately, the European society has educated the Negroes to believe that their fathers, forefathers were brought from Africa to the USA as Negro slaves. This is the biggest white lie the world has ever known and is the basic reason why whenever truth appears, most blacks, among blacks, the majority will flee from it laden with fear, jealousy, hatred, and violence. For you see, the blacks of North America believe that they have been told the truth all along, but haven't. So when truth appears, they react negatively toward it. As a matter of fact, they will not believe anything unless it comes out of the European's mouth, the European man's educational institutions, or his formal publications. This is all a result of the lack of knowledge of truth. Paradoxically, though, this great truth is a great body that will make them free. Again, referring to the Christian Bible in which blacks deliver, in which blacks deliver, St. Paul says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. The following evidence shall be proof of the good toward which the Negro should hold fast. The original ancient North, Central, and South Africa is known today as North Central and South America. They comprise the cradle of humanity and civilization and are also the lands of the Moabite Moorish nation. This is originally the land of our four of our real foremothers, our real forefathers, and there is no traditional history which can can go beyond this. Our Moorish ancestors descended from the dark skinned Moabite nation and we ourselves are the direct descendants of the Moorish nation. What our forefathers were, we are today, without a doubt. And the fact remains that our inherited nationality is still Moorish, not Negro. At this point, you are advised to endeavor to govern your emotions with an open mind. The origin of the name Negro is the basic reason why blacks have been both feared and hated so badly by the red, pale-skinned people of European society in the USA. We are aware of the fact that the category of astrology, global geography, and history of the Moorish nation will conflict with nine out of ten persons of the USA, especially those of those often referred to as Negroes owning to their Christian education. They have been too deeply instilled with emotional religious doctrines and distorted history with, written by prejudiced European American educators during the past 100 years. This group emotionally relies upon that which they have been taught to believe. Facts and testimony are not the foundation of their truth, except in very rare cases. These people accept without question the beliefs of these beliefs of those among them they are born and reared and will dis, disbelieve even the evidence of these senses rather than abandon the impractical emotional religious beliefs that which have grown in them. 
Today, religious worshipers have proven to the entire world that they would rather resort to emotional human hatred and fight, suffer and die over the name of the mystical God and religion than reasonably agree with the simplified and applied truth. While reading these notes, you are advised to endeavor to be guided by common sense reasoning rather than by emotions which are the result of your traditional belief in the doctrines of religion. In the year 49 AM, ancient Moabite, Yakub produced the red-skinned people with animalistic experimentation of 12 Moabite women and the Negro Yabavir Arabia chimpanzee, which resulted in the name Negro. Negro Yavero, J-A-D-E-R, Arabia, A-R-A-B-A, chimpanzee. Negro Yavera Arabia chimpanzee, which resulted in the name Negro. The Moabite masters studied man as a creative being. Their motto was, man, know thyself, and thy will know the universe and the, the gods. Man is a microcosm of the, macro, uh, the macrocosm. He is the epitome of all worlds and powers. He is the focusing and condensing point of the countless electromagnetic currents, which in energizing become what may be called the living conscious vital electricity of incredible voltage, but hardly comparable to the form of electricity known to physicists. The magical creative power is variously symbolized in the Bible, and in one place is mentioned as the bush that burned with fire but was not consumed. This powerful force, however, is a double-edged sword that cuts both ways. It exalts or degrades, improves or destroys, depending on the conditions. If activated unnaturally within the power to control it, would give a deadly sting to him in whom it was so unwisely awakened. For example, some people say that this same creative force was unnaturally activated by Yakub when he created the red man because Yakub did not have 100% control over each of his subjects. As a result, the creation multiplied beyond any kind of control leading to the great sting of the Asiatic Moors nation around the world, but especially to the blacks in North America. This is why the, the same people call Yakub the devil. Yucatan, Yucatan, or Yucatan, Mexico, or Mexico, Mexico meaning mixed. So Mexico, M-I-X-I-C-U, or Mexico means mixed. In the ancient land of Judah, Ham, Mu, and Cushite, Moved the Cushite and Chaldean, Chaldean nations and the Garden of Eden, all of which were established by Yakub Israel, the last great genius and scientist of the Moabite nation. Also located here is the great pyramid university of the original ancient, original ancient Central Africa. This pyramid university is 24,000 years old and is the oldest university in the world. Naturally, it was built by the master mason craftsmen of the Moabite nation. It contains the geometry, Latin, algebra, calculus, trigonometry, and calculations of the moon, sun, and seven planets of the zodiac constitution law of the universe concerning the cycles of the evolution of both man and universe. Yakub Israel called the father or God of the 12 tribes of Israel. Remember, however, that people only call God their father 
where fatherhood is a prominent feature of their social organization. Likewise, they only call God a king when they have a king as a part of their political economy. The 12 tribes were comprised, the 12 tribes which comprised the human family or Moorish nations. However, the basic reason why some Moors label themselves Jews is in honor of Yacoub, Israel, the jewel of the 12 tribes of Israel, the creator of the red men, the Europeans, the top tribe of Yacoub's creation. All Bible prophecy was handed down by Muralu Akinel. So Muralu Akinel, the last high priest and prophet of the Moabite nation of ancient Mexico. Also, he passed on to his son, Yacoub Kakakasus Kusitis, also known as the big-headed scientist, all the ancient wisdom of the family priestly clan. At this time, the Moabites had tremendous spiritual powers and could have used them to humanize mankind and control the creation, growth, and development of the material world in harmony with nature. Instead, they expanded their scientific knowledge through the use of black magic and used this knowledge for purely selfish materialistic enterprises. The corrupt nation was on its last legs, for its people had even gone as far as to alter the beautiful weather in Eden and to cause catastrophic upheaval in sin weather conditions around the moon. To do it as a result of this sin, the blatant abuse of power for the majority of mankind, the divine eye of spiritual vision, no, no longer functions. It is left as a witness to its existence in the, uh, in the pineal gland. When the spiritual elements in man reign supreme over the intellectual and psychic elements, the third eye, the pineal gland, was active, was an active organ in the stage of evolution. During human life, the greatest impediment to spiritual development and especially to the acquirement of yoga powers is the activity of our psychological, excuse me, physiological senses. When the divine powers and attributes of the godlike man of the Moabite nation had been made the servants of the newly awakened physiological and psychic passions of the physical man, then the third eye lost its powers of vision. The sin was not using the newly developed creative powers, but in abusing them. Now I'm going to skip down to the next paragraph. It says, the fall of the Moabite nation was the conclusion of a cycle of experiences just as all things began live through and finish cycles of experiences. At the time at the same time a new cycle of experiences was beginning for different types of beings. Out of the ruins of the old comes the birth of the new. This is the external truth and it amplifies to all modes of life, from the simple atom to entire galaxies, as above, so below. Realizing this, Jakub took the best of what was being destroyed. Twelve female more by genius scientists and made it them with a being to whom Yacoub saw the seed for potential, much improved future race of men to people the earth during the cycle. In short, the best of what was being destroyed of the Moabite nation was blended together with the potential best in order to bring forth a new race of man, much improved over the one at the time. The name that is given to that being is Negro Yalvera Arabia Animal Chimpanzee. 
at that time of Yakub experiments, the atmosphere was very different. There were planets in the solar system that are no longer visible in this day and age, having inherited tremendous occult knowledge and mystical powers from his priestly father, Mirala El. Yakub also able to communicate with beings from other planets who were even more mystically steeped in magic and science than he was. He even traveled to their own planets with them in order to increase his own knowledge. In the fourth chapter of Genesis, references are made to some of these beings from outer space who were called the sons of God. Yakub learned how to experiment with all forms of magic, and it even stated in the, in the volume two of the Secret Doctrine by H. P. Vasily that the divine kings descended and taught man sciences and arts, for man could no longer live in the first land, Eden. A knowledge of biology, anatomy, organic chemistry, pigmentation, botany, electronics, and magnetic laws of opposite attraction involving steel and iron elements were seen with some of the sciences that the women science, scientists and Iku used to create the ruby skinned sons through animalistic experimentation so as to manifest a great human bouquet through a measurable process of global amalgamation with the Asiatic nations. But much more important than their knowledge of the physical science was their understanding of the occult or hidden forces which were utilized to make manifest the object of their experiments. Now, I'm going to stop there. So that document, which is called the Yakub Experiment Explained, you can get that document at RV Bay Publications. You can go to their uh, site for reading um, and downloads and purchase it. I think the uh, the booklet may be like four notes, but it's actually a lot more than what I read. And I'll come back to it as soon as we're going to go to another document. Now, that document is laying out the origin and the reason why you have these YouTube experiments which goes back to us spiritually falling and causing all type of uh, cataclysms all around the planet. Now, these cataclysms, these cataclysms were manifested in, in, in um, things such as the, the deludes or the uh, earthquakes that you'll hear about all over the world. And these things had to do with us falling we were playing with nature, and so on and so forth. Now, that is the one book. That is a book that actually uh, is produced by us as Moors that deal with the subject. So now I'm going to go to uh, another book that is called The Secret Doctrines. It's called The Secret Doctrine by uh, Matterin excuse me, Madam H.P. Levinsky. And this is a, a book. It's a huge book. But it deals with um, esoteric sacred science. It's wrapped in mythology, but it's, very, it's pretty much explained in here the true origin of, of man, man meaning spirit. 
and it entails and breaks down the spiritual fall that took place. Of course, we do not have time to read the whole book. It's like seven, 800 pages. However, I'm going to read certain inserts, and it's going to sometimes be lengthy. Again, get your pen and paper out, write down these things, because, again, with about 40 minutes left in the show, I'm really going to open up the lines for us to have a discussion, and then I'll start giving an even broader breakdown of what's going on. But what I'm doing is letting is giving you a foundation to understand that this knowledge has been presented and preserved and it's in different books and organizations have it that you're not privy to. You're not hearing about it. The only thing that you're given is what you need to have in order to stay mentally enslaved. So in order for you to stay mentally enslaved, we're going to give you uh, the Quran of, of Mecca, and we're not going to explain the esoteric values of it. We're going to give you the Bibliotheliotech, which is the Bible, and we're not going to explain the esoteric uh, uh, mathematics of it. We're going to give you uh, the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah, where we're not going to explain the esoteric values of it. So you're giving just the religious aspect. But all these things are actually spoken of in those texts, okay? And you can chart most of these things if you understand the Zodiac. So we're going to read from the Secret Doctrine. It's called The Outgrowth of Races. And we're going to skip down, and I'm going to read different passages uh, from this. It says, consider the first stages of development of a germ cell. Its nucleus grows, changes, and forms a double cone or spindle, thus within the cell. This spindle approaches the surface of the cell, and one half of it is of it is extruded in the form of what is called the polar cells. These polar cells now die, and the embryo develops from the growth and segmentation of the remaining part of the nucleus, which is nourished by the substance of the cell. Then why could not beings have lived thus and been created in the same way? In the very beginning of the human and mammalian Evolution, and you see how they say the human and mammalian and evolution. Mammalian is M A M M A L I A N M A M M A L I A N. This may perhaps serve as an analogy to give some idea of the process which, by which the second second race was formed from the first. The astral form clothing the monad was surrounded as as it still is, by its egg-shaped sphere of aura, which here corresponds to the substance of the germ cell or ovum. The astral form itself is the nucleus. Now is this instinct, instinct with the principle of life. When the season of reproduction arrives, the sub-astral, the sub-astral extrudes a miniature of itself from the egg of surrounding aura. This germ grows and feeds on the aura till it becomes fully developed when it gradually separates from its parent, carrying with it its own sphere of aura, just as we see living cells reproducing like their light by growth and subsequent division into two. The analogy with the polar cells would seem to hold good since their death would now correspond to the change introduced by the separation of sexes. When gestation in utero i.e. within the cell, became the rule. The early 
the early second root race were the fathers of the sweatborn, the later second root race, the sweatborn themselves. This passage from the commentary refers to the work of evolution from the beginning of race of a race to its close. The sons of yoga, or the primitive astro astro race, had seen stages of evolution racially or collectively, as every individual being in it had and has now. It is not Shakespeare only who divided the ages of men into a series of seven, but nature herself. Thus, the first sub-races of the second race were born at first by the process described on the law of analogy, while the last began gradually, peripossibly, and that's P-A-R-I-P, and that's P-A-R-I, another word is, the second word is P-A-S-S-U, peripossibly with the evolution of the human body to be formed otherwise. The process of reproduction had seven stages, also in each race, each covering eons of time. What physiologists and biologists could tell whether the present mode of generation with all its phases of gestation is older than half a million or at most one million of years since their cycle of observation began hardly half a century ago. Primeval human hermaphrodites, are facts in nature, well known to the ancients, and form one of Darwin's greatest perplexities. Yet there is certainly no impossibility, but on the contrary, a great probability that hermaphroditism existed in the evolution of the early races. While on the grounds of of analogy and on that of our existence of one universal law in the physical evolution, acting indifferently in the construction of the plant, animal, and man, it must be so. The mistaken theories of monogenesis and the descent of man from mammals instead of the reverse are fatal to the completeness of evolution as taught in modern schools or Darwinian lines, and they will have to be abandoned in view of the insuperable difficulties which they encounter. A cult tradition if the term science and knowledge are denied in this particular to antiquity, can alone reconcile the inconsistencies and fill the gap. If thou will know the invisible, open thine eye wide on the invisible, says traumatic action. In the descent of man occurs the following passage, which shows how near Darwin came to the acceptance of this ancient teaching. It has been known that in the vertebrate kingdom, one sex bears rudiments of various accessories, parts appertaining to the reproductive system, which properly belonging to the opposite sex. Some remote progenitor of the whole vertebrate kingdom appears to have been hermaphrodite or androgynous. But here we encounter a singular difficulty. In the mammalian class, the male possesses rudiments of a uterus with the adjacent passages in the Basidli uh, prostate, they bear also rudiments of mammae, and some male marsupials have traces of a marsupial sac. Other analogous facts could be added. Are we then to suppose that some extremely ancient mammal continued androgynous after it had been acquired to chief? distinctions of its class, and therefore after it had diverged from the lower class of the vertebrate kingdom. This seems very improbable. 
for we had to look to fishes, the lowest of all the classes, to find any still existent androgynous forms. Now I'm going to pause there because I know that's a uh, that's a decent amount to take in. So to explain what that's saying, and if a person was to continue to read uh, down um, on those passages, what that is actually detailing is what is known as the actual story of creation and development on the planet. Okay, so the actual story of creation on the planet actually comes through what is called seed races. And then each seed race produces seven inferior seed races of development. And that is uh, understood in esoteric um, among esoteric adepts and so on and so forth. Now, why that's important is because what they're telling you is, is hugely going to contradict many of the understandings that you've been given in your religious classes, clubs, churches, so on and so forth. And there you're going to read about one person a man, and this person, this man has a rib taken from him that produces a woman. Now, under no circumstance uh, should that make complete sense to anyone, everyone, even if you don't know that that's not the complete story, you should know that that's not the complete story, even if you don't know exactly what that complete story is. But what is found and taught for the higher learned class of individuals is the true creation story. And that creation story comes from our ancestors. Now, I'm reading it out of their books, but it actually is a creation story that comes from our ancestors, and that must be kept in mind. I'm only reading it out of their books simply because Negroes will accept it from them, even though if I was to go read it from us, um, they would question it. So that's Madam uh, Hastley Blavatsky. And so she's speaking about the fact that men have have body parts that don't work, which speaks to a time when everybody on the planet was hydrogenous. So men have nipples that do nothing, do absolutely nothing. But nipples are for feeding. So why does a man have nipples? They have no function on a man's body. Woman's nipples and breast bear milk. Why do men have breasts? It makes no sense. So because it has no function. And so that goes back to a time period when everyone was hydrogenous on the planet, being both male and female and creating within itself. And it was through a spiritual fall that is maintained in secret societies of how we got to this place. And these are what you call the seed races. Now, we're going to, um, let's see here. We're going to go into a little bit about some of the seed races. And then, of course, we're going to tie it in to the hybrid experiments. But you have to understand this base of, of what the true story of creation is to understand 
how we got to uh, the hybrid experiments. And this is just from uh, a, a website. It says Esoteric Astrologer. Esotericastrologer.org. A brief overview of history, three major practices and three root races. Although there are seven root races to every great round or uh, adventure of evolution, the first two and a half were etheric and did not individualize, since three strictly human root races have elapsed. The crisis of these three root races are symbolized by the following numbers, representing branch race, sub-race, and root race. So what that just said is that in all of these different root races, the first was ethereal. Now, what that means is that it means light energy, light energy, okay? And then it gives a breakdown of some numbers, three, 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 the human individualism, birth of the human soul in ancient Lemuria 21.6 million years ago, four, 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 the Atlantean War and the physical destruction of Atlantis around four million years ago. That is not true. Um, it did not happen four million years ago. Five, 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 culmination of the uh, development of manners or mind around 2000 CE, 16,000 CE. CE meaning uh, common era to most. These are not just convenient figures, although they serve as such, but are profoundly descriptive of stages of consciousness that mark the major signposts of esoteric history. Three zodiacs. Paralleling the, these root race periods are the three zodiacs. Before individualization, there were only eight signs, and at individualization, the signs of Leo, Virgo were added, representing the birth of self consciousness via the solar angel or soul, Leo, and the lunar angels that build human forms. People who are initiated into different degrees of knowledge you get a chance to find out that the 12 signs of the zodiac did not start out as 12. It actually was a split, which I won't go into, but that's what he's talking about when, he, when they're speaking of um, that Leo and Virgo and so on and so forth are, are new because they split off um, um, from, you know, another zodiac sign. Later, at the beginning of the fifth root race, the two opposite signs of Aquarius and Pisces were added, making 12. Because humanity were ready to develop the consciousness associated with these signs. In Lemurian days, during the early period of animal man and before humanity appeared on Earth in the interim period of development, eight signs influenced the planet and the kingdoms of nature found upon it. There was no response to the influence of Leo and Virgo. The mystery of the Sphinx did not exist, and these two signs were not part of the zodiacal wheel. Then individualization took place, and the seed of Christhood was planted in man, and these two signs began to influence humanity. And gradually, that influence was recognized, and the zodiac was, was then known to have ten signs. The multi-cross dominated, the mutable cross dominated, but it was then the Tau for Pisces was lacking, and only Gemini, Virgo, and Sagittarius were evidence. Aries to Capricorn marked the circle of experience. I'm going to skip down to Aquarius and the fifth root race. 
Aquarius, the water bearer, is prominent for the next 2,160-year cycle, yet also for three other reasons. The greater 25,000-year the greater cycle of, of Aquarius is coinciding with the lesser. This is, therefore, the most amazing period of human history. We are entering another greater round of the zodiac, and this coincides with the lesser zodiacal activity because Aquarius governs a greater intermediate cycle of 25,000 years, and it is also the sign to which the sun is now moving for a period of 2,300 years. And a most amazing happening and full of import in our planetary history. The cycle of the seventh ray of the ceremony of magic coincides with Aquarius. That revealing light only finds location when the seventh ray of ceremonial order is active and in the process of manifestation in the three worlds and necessarily, therefore, upon the seventh plane, the, the physical plane. Such a manifestation evidently takes place in the moments of planetary crisis when the seventh ray is active and when the sun is in Aquarius. Such a combination of relationships is being established now. The seventh ray is rapidly coming into manifestation, and the sun is an Aquarius, for the Aquarian age is just beginning. The objective of this combination, which has occurred six times during the period of the fifth root race, is to bring out illumination and establishment of order upon the earth. The culminating fifth root race is ruled by Aquarius. Note this, that this combination of seventh race cycle with Aquarius has happened for the seventh time in the history of the fifth root race. Seven is the number of completion, particularly in the relation to the seventh root race. Seven sub-races and seven branch races. Okay, now that's just, that is literally breaking down what's going on in the age of Aquarius and how Aquarius is bringing to finale um, this you know, fifth root race and so on and so forth. So we're going to skip down here to patriarchs or the races. Lamech began to Noah, the fifth sub-race of Atlantis, gives birth to the fifth or the Aryan root race. Now, I'm going to read that again. Lamech begets Noah, the fifth sub-race of Atlantis, gives birth to the fifth or Aryan root race. In the Blavatsky's book, it tells us Lamech means lamb, L-A-M, the father, and Ulam Ox is the father of the age, or the father of him, Noah, who inaugurates a new era or period of creation after the prelia of the deluge. Furthermore, both father and son answer to Aquarius and Pisces in the zodiac, and thus the former belonging to the airy and the lattery latter to the watery trigens. They close the list of biblical myths. It is fitting that Lamech, Aquarius, is the father of the fifth root race. Aquarius has only the fifth ray of science passing through it. Fifth root race is the development of mind and manner, symbolized in the number five. And, of course, and of course the, the five-point star Venus, ruler of the fifth ray. Lamech's wife, Zilla, and Ada, also represent the previous synthesis of the Marian and Atlantean races that go towards the seeding of the fifth root race. Although Noah is the patriarch or manna of the fifth root race, per se, his assignations to Pisces is appropriate symbology of the Atlantean floods and the ark 
in which he rescues the remnants of the Atlantean humanity in, the, in spite of themselves, as the Tibetan has, has it. The animals are not so much that kingdom per se, but symbolic of the diverse peoples that the man had gathered from the Atlantean race in order to create the next race. Okay? So what that's telling you is the symbology of the flood of Noah's Ark and how during that uh, deluge, because remember, these deluges, deluges are recorded all over the planet. They're not new. That when it's speaking of the animal kingdom being brought in by twos, one male, one female, it's not speaking of actual physical animals as we know them today. Any person of any intellect should understand that. No art made could bring in every species of, of, of animal on the planet. That can never exist. So it shouldn't be hard to understand that that uh, story is symbolic. So it's symbolic of Noah being being um, the manna or father of this next coming root race and bringing those um, symbolic animals, i.e. the Atlanteans, in because this is where we're dealing with the experimentation of this next coming race. The root races are broken down into five so far. So there are right now there are five root races. And within the five root races, the fifth root race is the one that we're dealing with tonight. The other root races not all um, your first uh, three were ethereal, and then they, be- they became androgynous, and this is dealing with the spiritual fall. Now I'm going to come flip back over to the Yakub experiments explained from RV Bay Publications. Now on page, going to go with page nine. It says the direct ancestors of red people. That's where I'm starting it now. The direct ancestors of red people. Actually, no, I'm going to back up. Uh, okay, I'm going to back up to page seven. And it's going to go into now what these experiments, what um, what actually happened with the experiments. It says, Jakub took the best of the Moabite nation, which represented civilization, intellect, and spirituality and mated it with the potential best of the upcoming race, which represented cunning, ruthlessness, and spirituality. These experimentations resulted in the culmination of the fall of the Moabite civilizations and the rise of another, which brought ignorance, superstition, human hatred, amalgamations, medical science, human warfare, bloodshed, destruction, starvation, and sorrow, such as the great price humanity has paid for the human bouquet. Using strict and rigid birth control laws, Jakub made it the first created ruby-skinned sons of the Asiatic woman. She, in turn, produced both male and female of the ruby, pale tone of skin. He then made it ruby-skinned sons of the pale-skinned females in order to form, for them to reproduce their own kind, 
of the same shade of skin, both male and female. All Europeans are descendants of Asiatic woman and her son, Yuku. All Europeans are descendants of the Asiatic woman and her son, Yuku. Thus, the Asiatic woman is definitely the god of love and wisdom, who, what some Muslims term the devil, and her sons converted the world into that which is termed hell. Prior to the creation of the ruddy-skinned, blonde-haired bodies, uh, body sons, the diseases of leprosy, tuberculosis, and syphilis were unknown to the kinky-haired, olive-hued, or dark-brown-skinned Asiatic nations. Moreover, Yakub and his staff of scientists discovered that the amalgamation between the Asiatic sons and the blonde, the blonde females was the greatest weapon to combat the new disease. It was also necessary for the blonde for the blind sons to become social isolates on the islands of the high seas in order to prevent the spread of the, of the new and dreaded diseases, meaning that their sons carried the diseases. During this period, the blind women lost their identity as a result of long processes of amalgamation. The diseases disappeared with the ruddy uh, shade of skin on global scales. The light olive skin Asiatic with straight or curly black hair and with black or dark skin eyes resulted. These amalgamated Asiatics were endowed with cunning and wisdom. It was a group which resorted to amalgamation with the outcast blind sons of the, of the islands, which resulted in the mass reproduction of blind children who paved the way for the great rise of the outcast sons of leprosy through the powerful, intriguing influence of the ruby-skinned blind daughters referred to as the Red Queen tribal rulers. With their, with their red sun chieftains, they promoted vandalism in the northern hemisphere. They are the ones who were on the Indian trails because the white people are the real Indians. Let me read that again. With their red sun chieftains, they promoted vandalism in the northern hemisphere. They are the ones who were on the Indian trails. Because the white people are the real Indians. The direct ancestors of the red people, Yakub Caucasus, Kushitis, called these red skinned people Negroes in honor of the Negro Yahweh Rabbit Chimpanzee, their literal earthly father. Yakub gave his first name, gave his, his last name to the light olive and yellow skinned children of his creation with straight or curly black hair and black or dark brown eyes, namely Kishitis Israel, a Kush Israel. This resulted in the mighty Kushite nation, the Babylonian and the Chaldean nation. Furthermore, Yakub called the darker complexion members of these creations Caucasians and Caucasians after his own middle name. Thus, the Asiatic nation, which comprises three-fourths of the world's population or the Caucasians and the Europeans or the Negroes. Now, don't you see how confused these Negroes, blacks of North America really are? I'm going to read that one more time for you. I'm going to read it one more time. Furthermore, Yakub called the darker complexion members of his creations Caucasians or Caucasians after his own middle name. Thus, 
the Asiatic nation, which comprises three-fourths of the world's population, or the Caucasians, and the Europeans, or the Negroes. Now, don't you see how confused the Negroes, blacks, or North America really are? Now, I'm going to give you a chance for me to send you a document that proves that in fact. If you send me an email, send me an email to NorthgateBay, B-E-Y at gmail.com, telling me to send you the document. I will then send you a document from the uh, Webster's 1828 Dictionary when it does the breakdown of races. There's a racial breakdown and cranial um, breakdown of races in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Now, remember, the first thing I read to you is that this science has not been taught since 1863. So in 1828, the science was still being taught. In that Webster's Dictionary, it will show you exactly what I just read to you, that the original Caucasian, Caucasian, it shows that. It shows you a very, very dark man, and it says Caucasian. When it says Anglo-Saxon, it shows the Rudy or the red man, i.e., who you mistakenly connotatively keep calling the white man. And this is in 1828 that they had this racial breakdown. This is prior to the lining of the history starting to go on. Now, I'm going to continue reading. It is not the course of natural law that man should become a perfect being all at once. Mankind must evolve. Yet he has all the seven principles laden in himself from birth. He must learn to develop these latent tendencies. The fifth principle of mind develops slowly. Moreover, the sixth principle, spiritual mind, is developed even more slowly. Those who are ready and receive it, but a spark of the fifth principle constitute the average humanity, which has to acquire it intellectually during the present cycle of evolution, after which they will be ready in the next cycle for the full reception of the sons of wisdom. Whereas those who were not at all ready or the latest human species who will hardly evolve from their last traditional lower form. These people whose reasoning powers are very little above those of the animals are not unjustly treated by nature. It is just that they are simply the latest arrivals among the human family that were not ready for the intellectual stimulation, but who have to evolve during the present cycle. Evolution is an internal, internal cycle of becoming we are taught and nature, and nature never leaves an atom unused. Now I'm going to skip down. Color and vibration. With ordinary colors such as watercolors, oils, crayons, pastels, etc., or blended, they form a brownish black color. These colors are all considered to be static or dead. However, when all the various shades of skin tones and complexions of humanity are blended, the last stage is white. When one's vibrations are lifted to their highest visible physical 
stage, they are white light. This is true because man is a dynamic being rather than a static one. Hence, the Patagonian blood. Rudy's skin creations of the cube are the sum total of all the races. But stop. Do not panic. If the incarnating ego does not control this sensitive white body with its high, strong nervous system when it commits suicide under, when under the stress and all other amenable and degenerate acts that the Europeans are known to do. Therefore, to what avail has such a body benefited the person? Steeped in the mystic arts, Yakub Jacob knew all of this, and it is the basic reason why he has been interpreted so differently. Some say that the word Yakub means the devil. Others say it means the preserver. At any rate, Yakub as the devil simply refers to the mastery over the majestic, or excuse me, the mystic arts. So we'll stop that there. Now, I'm going to stop with the reading of the material, um, and I'll go ahead and open up the um, the lines, and I'm going so so that I can now give a breakdown of what we're actually looking at. So if anyone wants to comment, raise questions. Go ahead and start, um, you know, pushing one now, um, and then we'll start getting you in. Now, again, most of what we're learning is what is going to be shrouded in mystery. This is why, you know, you'll hear of uh, our ancestors having the so-called mystery schools, ADEPT, okay? Uh, the original uh, Christians in uh, Maruk were Gnostic. They were not um what we call um, Catholics or any of those things now. Gnostic means to know. The study of eschatology and all those things is what predates all religions. Now, we went through a spiritual fall. Now, during that spiritual fall, which is what is being described in most of the material, okay, when it's dealing with the, the root races, now, with those root races and the spiritual fall, it's also described in the Biblios Heliotech. But you have to understand how it's given to you. When in the Biblios Heliotech, i.e. the Bible, when it's describing the creation, it's taking you through the signs, the different signs of the zodiac, and it's charting for you the fall. Now, you, when it spoke of the original people on the planet being hydrogenous, being both male and female, this is a scientific fact. It's not opinion. This is a scientific fact based on our constitution or our makeup of people. You can chart backwards the evolutionary process because we are in a fallen state. So our body is in a fallen state. We are not. Uh, uh, we are devolving, not evolving in most cases. Only people who evolve are those who reach uh, the Buddha degree, the state of nirvana, those who understand uh, the fire breath. Those people evolve. Everyone else is devolving. Okay? Now, the, one of the most arcane mysteries that's presented in your higher degrees of masonry, through your Scottish Rites order, um, through your Rosicrucian orders and so on and so forth, is the fact that the hydrogenous state is presented in Libra. Libra 
this represents hydrogeny. It is a, a hydrogenous symbol. If you want to get a better understanding of when the the separation or the fall, the fall or the separation of the hydrogenous being started, you start it in Gemini because in Gemini is when you'll see the breakdown of the masculine and the feminine energy being separated and starting to go in opposite direction. That's when you start seeing that uh, the teaching of woman um, of a woman being um, becoming a second or third class citizen uh, or being starts to take place. And that, rap, rap, that represents the subjugation of women, but in, in, in esoteric understanding, it represents the subjugation of the right hemisphere of the brain, which is the feminine principle. So that subjugation of the feminine principle, which represents intuition, and the left side represents reason, which is supposed to work together to create perfect balance and harmony. But that subjugation of the right hemisphere of the brain is what is, is how you can see the fact that we're falling. We no longer were intuitive or in touch with our intuition, our feminine principle. Now, when this fall started to happen, Yakub started the experiments to try to save the world. And this is this is all um, told as a story to understand the different um, seed races that came. So when you're looking at the experiments took place in Patagonia. Patagonia today is Argentina. Now in Argentina. This is where the, the experiments were mastered. They started at the Pyramid of the Sun and Moon in the Yucatan. And we began to experiment with uh, plant and fauna. Um, and once we got it mastered, we took it to Patagonia. Now, that story of us playing with the different types of experiments or trying to master them is told in the Owl of Dr. Monroe. It's called the Owl of Dr. Monroe. And they give you the formula that was being used, and they'll show you these different experimentations being, you know, that are taking place and what was going on. Now, the experimentations are also told um, when you are learning about the Paleo, Meso, and Neolithic ages. In those ages, we are not represented. That's not our history. What those Paleo, Meso, and Neolithic ages are actually speaking about is the time on the planet where we were doing the experimentations, and that's where there's a missing link. The missing link as just described in the story of Yakub, is because what we would do is make, destroy, and then remake. So when you go through, when we would go through the making process, we would keep all the beings 
that were a good prototype for what we wanted to do next and then destroy the rest. Now, you can also do research, and you will find that the European has only had what is called the SPS gene, which is the gene for speech, for about 4,000 years. So even them being able to speak is new. You'll also find that you can Google um, information that will tell you that the the skin type that Europeans have, the pale, ruby, or red skin type, is also new and did not exist past 6,000 years ago itself. Now, so you have the experiments that are taking place in Patagonia. Okay, again, that's Argentina. What we found is that with the diseases that was coming from those experiments, okay, now actually let me, let me um, back up. When we're dealing with, they'll also tell you the story of certain of those experiments where they're speaking about the, uh, some the Anunnaki uh, and the different energies that they'll call alien that were coming and visiting the planet. Our solar system is not the only solar, solar system with life. Our ancestors have always known that. You'll find images of us having uh, Meru or what's called pyramids on the moon, um, all types of different things that we were doing prior to the European or Anglo-Saxon being on the planet. Prior to them being on the planet, we had already left the planet and visited different worlds, which is the reason why they're explaining that within the um, the hybrid experiment that Yakub was visiting other worlds. This was not something that was foreign to us because even if you're dealing with the Dogon mythology and the story of creation, they will speak to you about us coming from Cyrus B and that this was not our quote-unquote native planet. Again, we're removed from these things. So for most, this is a lot to bear. It sounds crazy as hell to some because it's a lot. But these are the things, this is our ancestors' information. Okay, this is what our ancestors have all have been teaching for 20, 30, 40, 50,000, 100,000 years. If you get into the, um, the Mesopotamian tablets, the Talmud and so on and so forth, they actually tell you about the creation uh, of a race of, for slaves also. So this is not a new story. There was a mining, a gold mining town that was found in um, South Africa that was 20,000 years old. They, when they interviewed the, um, a person from that region who was a part of a tribe, an old tribe that was there, they spoke of, the tribesmen spoke of us, the experiments, the hybrid experiments, 
and said that one of the teachings that came down from his from his ancestors, foremothers and forefathers, was that there was a race of beings produced to work those mines, and that when the quote unquote monkey men came, they mixed in with those other experimented or hybrid experiments people, those new those new slaves, they mixed in and overthrew the people who were running the gold mining uh town in South Africa. And this is a story that's you know, that when they when they um found the gold mining town, they interviewed the guy and that's part of the story that they printed. And I'm not sure what site you'll find it on. Um, I have to go back and look at it. I have the information about the, the 20,000-year uh, gold mining facility that they found in South Africa. Uh, but I have to find the link where they share the story when they interview um, the Asiatic who was there. So in Patagonia, we understood the diseases as they were being developed. We started to see what was going on um, that their sons predominantly were carrying diseases. We also understood that they could not, could not be in the sun because the sun was killing them. And with the sun killing them, we had to literally get them out of there. And so what we did is that we took the sons and some of the women and we took them over into Europa. And this is where the name Europe comes from, the goddess between Europa. And when we had navigated from Patagonia over into Europe, we put them under the care of Queen Europa. They then went and inhabited the 51st parallel. The 51st parallel it becomes, again, what, what is now called Caucasus Mounds. And their, and their state at this point, they did not resemble what they look like now. In order to breed those diseases out of the earth, there also began a mating process with the red woman. And she was given to all of the Asiatic nations around the planet at different times. And so she began to be taken into uh, North, South, Central, and Mexican. She began to go or be taken into the different kingdoms of, um, of Alkebaline, or what we now call Africa. Uh, she also began to be taken into different places that we, um, we inhabited in Europa, or what we now call Europe. And a part of that was the process of breeding out those diseases. But the other part of the process 
was that as these experiments took place, we also realized the great wrong that we had done. And so then in that part of history, as the wrong is being realized, we started to have to deal with the law of compensation and reciprocity. When the Caucasian, when the, and actually not Caucasian, when the Anglo-Saxon or Albion comes off the 51st parallel, he then goes into uh, what today is referred to as Eurasia, which is just uh, Europe or Europa. And I'm using the contemporary to understand, to keep everyone in line of what's happening here. You had a block of them who now become, go into what's called Georgia. And they become the Aryans, or what is considered, let's say, the Aryan race. There was another block of them that continued on into um, the different and came in contact with the different Asiatic nations, and that's when the laws of compensation and reciprocity began. Because once we had realized that we had done a great wrong, then began the chase to civilize them. Then we realized that based on compensation and reciprocity, we have a job to do to right our wrong. And with writing and attempting to right that wrong, that becomes the many civilizations that the Asiatic nations allow them to come into, give them religion, and civilize them, teach them how to read, write, think, bathe, navigate, all those things. Those things were done be based on those divine laws. We were trying to escape our karma because we, through hybrid experimentation, had went against the laws of nature based on our intent. And so that becomes the many churches, mosques, and synagogues that you see all over the planet that were given to the red man. Stonehenge, the observatory was built for them to bring them back into the knowledge. It was built to bring them back into the knowledge. And so that becomes a lot of the the invasions that took place was to weed out those of the Albion race who did not want to amalgamate. 
that was part of the secret as to what was going on in Andalusia. So our job was to breathe them back in, which was part of the reason why we kept taking their women into the harems. Just like any other being, that would cause a mass amount of frustration with the sons. And because of the frustration with the sons, there began the many wars. Because, of course, the sons at this point are in fear of being wiped off the face of the earth. And so as, we're, as we are continuously, hold on one second. So with those experiments taking place, the sun, the red sun, began to attack the Moors all around the planet in order to stop their own extinction. Now, in, in, in given the true science of Charles of the War of Importiers, France in 742, between Charles the Hammer and the Moors, you will be given that degree of information. Man will come through them speaking about um, they'll say things that if it was not for Charles the Hammer, then all of Europe would have been up under Muslim or Mohammedan control. What is actually being spoken about, spoken about is the fact that if it was not for Charles the Hammer, then the Albion phenotype would have been wiped off the earth because of the mass amalgamation. That also implies the secret, 33rd degree secret, that deals with the mixing co or Mexi, also entailed in the 33rd degree Masonic secret of America being called the melting pot or the mixing pot. Because part of the reason that the sons originally were allowed to come had to do with stopping the wars that had been going on over all over the planet and bringing the beast back into the fold of man. And so the quest to find the light you can also see going all on all over the planet. In every single walk of spirituality, the red man is attempting to climb back in and to find their spiritual path because they are soulless beings in that way. And the only way for them 
to get back and to continue to come back into reincarnation is to absorb back into their ancient foremothers and forefathers. Because it is only through them in this lifetime and each lifetime being able to ascend and keep ascending that they can ever become one with creator because they were not created with the same propensity towards spirituality and the connection with creator. And this is why they have no problem destroying the whole earth in their attempt to, to, to survive because their connection is not with Mother Nature. They do not mind destroying it as they attempt to survive. And so what we have to do is understand what's going on and see it for what it is, not what we would like to see it from, but what it is. What you're dealing with is a people who are not natural to the planet. In the movie I, Frankenstein, they drop a lot of the science in that. In one of the scenes when they're dealing with Frankenstein, and it is the Moors who fight to try to help Frankenstein in the movie. Of course, the, the Moors are symbolic in the movie um, dealing with um, coming through the Gauls and um, the different animals that they're showing and then how the people are dressed, depicting the ancient Moabite nations and the ancient uh, symbology of the Moabite nations. But in, this, in, this, in one of the scenes, they speak to I. Frankenstein and tell, tell them that you are a fatherless child. You have no parents. And it is in that moment that his rage becomes even bigger because his whole being, his whole time is spent trying to get back at Dr. Frankenstein, who created him, which is symbolic of Yakub, and that the story is wrapped in, in, in a book that is trying to be taken from him. So with that, we'll end that part, and I'll go back through some of the announcements. If anyone has any questions or comments, go ahead and get them in. If you're on the chat line, um, go ahead and you know type your comment in or question, and I'll, and I'll um, get you in before we get out of here. We have about five minutes left. Remember that we have uh, Brother Raz Ben coming this weekend to 4311 Axwell Avenue, and he's going to be there Saturday and Sunday. You can go to www.aabh.net. For more information or call 
491-2224 for ticket information. We also have in the Sacramento Territory them bringing uh, Aleem El Bay, and the again, the seating for that is limited. That is Saturday, May the 14th, from 12 to 4.30. You can contact Hakeem El Bay at 916-599-6919. for more information about that. Grace Hill Order West, Khalifa, Sacramento, Terry also has a study group. And you can also contact uh, Brother Hakeem El Bay for that also at the same information. I mean, at the same uh, contact. Those class, classes are bi-weekly on Saturday. And it's at the same address, 4311 Atua Avenue. We also have the study group on Thursdays in the uh, San Francisco, Oakland Territories, uh, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. They are also live streamed um, for those who want to be a part of it. Uh, you can get on that email list uh, by either uh, sending me a request on Facebook and um, I'm just putting in my attribute, Ramiel Ilbay, R-A-H-M-E apostrophe E-L, Space capital E L space capital B E Y Ramiel Il Bay. You can send me your friend's request and uh, I usually put the information up there. And you can also send me an email to Northgate Bay at gmail dot com to be kept abreast of all the uh different things that are going on. Um, again, if you want any of that information or that chart of the uh, cranial structures and, and phenotypes, send that email to northgatebay at gmail.com because I'm probably going to just send it out right when I get off the line. Um, and if you haven't sent it, you're probably not going to get it. So send it to me, send me an email now just saying, hey, send me that um, that chart so that you can see that even in the 1800s that the uh, Caucasian was represented as a Moor, and then I'll get that right out to you. Other than that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We will be back here next Monday, same time, uh, same station. I do appreciate you staying with me this whole time, and hopefully we did some good. Islam, peace and love.